What's good, everybody? And welcome back to Saying It Out Loud. On today's beautiful episode, we will be going over gym accessories. Is that what I call it? Yeah, I'm assuming. Okay, yeah. So gym accessories. <laughs> like wrist wraps and belts and bands and the other 15 things that we're probably going to talk about today. It was a highly requested one for us to talk about. <clears throat> yeah, so before we get started, think about the gym accessories that you use. And think about, do you actually know the real reason behind why you use it? Or do you just use it because your favorite influencer or some guy at the gym told you you should be using it? So to start off this list, we're going to go over probably the most useless out of all of them. And that's <laughs> waist trainers. So I'll let the female take it away. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk about the two different ones. So waist trainers and then sweet sweat belt. I, I, know you, I know you've seen at least one chick with either or. So waist trainers, it's just like corsets. Back in the day, a lot of women used that because supposedly that would put make their waist smaller. Uh, and honestly, even if you wear it for an extended part of your day, once you take it off, your waist will go back. So you don't really train waist to get smaller that way. It actually, though, if it does decrease your waist, it is done by moving your organs, <laughs> which is very, very unhealthy. So it became a lot more popular now because a lot of influencers are chasing this, this ideal body type. And they thought that waist trainers would be a great way of doing it. But again, it's more unsafe <laughs> than it is good. It doesn't allow you to actually brace your core correctly either. So I would suggest staying away from it. If you want to train your core properly and maybe decrease your waist size, it's done by reducing your body fat calorie deficit, decreasing bloating, improving your digestion, and vacuums have been shown to help. And then sweet sweat belts. These look completely different. They are said and advertised to target the belly fat by making that area like for you to sweat more and reduce the toxins in that area and all this other stuff. Um, it's just, it works just like a sauna. Once you step out of that, your water balance will go back to normal and nothing has changed. You didn't lose more body fat. Even if you sweat more in that area, that does not mean you're going to get abs either. Did I cover everything? <laughs> or do yeah. you want to add something? Yeah. So basically you can't target fat loss. So that belt is irrelevant. Second, waist trainer. If you're the person who puts on a waist trainer and you're like, oh, I'm about to go hit this new squat PR with this waist trainer on, I think you uh, got some bad things coming for you because yeah. <laughs> they are not meant for that. You're so, not even increasing your core strength or bracing properly because of it. So Yeah, think, think, about, think about somebody squeezing your stomach and you trying to breathe. That's basically what a waist trainer does. So you can't even brace so either, either way, both of these accessories are irrelevant and you should just throw it away now if you have one. Yeah, they're a waste of money. 
So don't even, if you ever considered, because all these influencers do it and you want a smaller waist, don't do it. It's it's not true. If you want a smaller waist, just get a pelvic swap. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay. So, right. BFRs. Yeah. <laughs> the so, most common around Fitzbos nowadays, too. BFRs stands for blood flow restriction. restriction. Yeah. <laughs> and you've probably seen some meathead or some Insta thought wearing them in the gym while doing legs. It's bands that you wrap around your legs or your arms to restrict the blood flow to those areas. And she knows more on the science. <laughs> That's all I got for you. So essentially what it does is you restrict the blood flow. And once you, in that sense, you can train with a lot less weight and higher reps. And once you take it off, the blood flow will go into the muscle. And it's said to increase muscle hypertrophy. So increase muscle size. A lot of people are using it for the wrong reasons. It does have some evidence shown that it actually works. But... It's only for people that are post-rehab. So if you got injured, you tore something and your leg atrophied compared to the other one, then that's a very good way for you to increase muscle size on that leg versus trying to spend a whole year trying to bring it up while the other one grows. But nowadays, people use science selectively and they think that this is a good way for them to train with less weight and not push themselves as hard and they're still gonna grow honestly there's basically no data showing that that's actually gonna work unless you're seeing chicks use it at all times so i personally if if you're trying to bring out a lagging area that's not the way to go there are other areas that you need to focus on like form correction, what exercises you're using, and why you're not your your body part is lagging versus investing in a BFR. However, if you got injured and your physical therapist told you it would be a good idea, then yes, do so. But I feel like most people don't need it. No, most people are trying to circumvent training hard because they want to take the easy way out. The same reason why people wear waist trainers, because they don't want to have a good nutrition plan and they want to get their waist as small as possible without doing as much work as possible. If you want a smaller waist, get bigger lats and have a good nutrition plan. Then you'll get that that nice little perception that everybody else has on stage. And if you want to freaking have bigger muscles and you want that hypertrophy, train harder. Easy money. (laughs) Stop wasting your money on things that don't work and stop trying to find the easy way out. It's a lifestyle for a reason. So that's a segue to belts because I feel like nine out of ten people use a belt in the gym and they don't even know why they're using it. More like nine point five out of ten people. <laughs> so do you want to talk about belts? Belts. You know, belts are cool. Some people have some really cool designs on their belts. Like I've seen some sparkly ones and I've seen people get their names in there and just all kind of cool nicknames on there, which is fine. But do you actually know why you're even using a belt? Because I've seen people who can't even put the belt on correctly. They have it in the wrong place. And they, when you're wearing a belt, if I'm watching you, because like I said earlier, or in the last podcast, so I'm always watching people. You're not even bracing. So what's the point of you wearing the belt to begin with? Yeah. A lot of people walk around the gym with the belt super loose. 
Like just going through the motions, like not even using the belt, but it's like a stigma at this point to use a belt. You're not, you don't need a belt whatsoever. So with the belt, the belt does not prevent your spine from moving. I don't know why people think that just because you put a belt on, it's going to automatically keep your spine stiff while you're deadlifting and you will never cat back again. It's not how that works. The bracing and you being having strong enough upper back and a strong enough lats and strong enough glutes and strong enough hamstrings is what's going to keep your spine from moving, which is going to allow you to do the lift correctly. A belt is almost always mainly used for you to brace into properly. So you can have something that you're actually filling your stomach. I was about to say exploding. What do you mean? Oh, I know what I mean, but I can't even say it. So you're trying to put your air or your brace into the belt. So that way you have a proper belt. A lot of people brace incorrectly, which I can talk about, I don't know, later. Right now? Or Yeah, but I don't know how to explain that. So when you, when you brace, you're supposed to breathe in fill up your stomach with air not suck your stomach in yeah it's completely different and one thing is bracing your core and another one is just like tightening your core yeah tightening your core is you're not bracing so the point of the belt is to breathe into it or brace into it so that way you have like a visual cue in a sense and you're you maintain that core strength throughout your movements or bracing your core However, it does not mean that if you have low back pain, it's going to reduce your low back pain or reduce your back injury or anything like that because it doesn't, it's not a miracle cure. It's literally teaching you how to brace. So if you don't know how to brace, you're using it wrong anyways, and you don't need to use a belt. So before you run out and buy a belt, how about you figure out how to brace correctly? And then you will realize that you don't even need a belt because you can go on YouTube and you can type in Bella squats and you'll see people putting up 800 plus pounds without a belt. So you don't need a belt to squat. You don't need a belt to deadlift. You don't need a belt, especially to bench press. I don't know what the freak is going on with that. They do it bicep curls. They do shoulders with it. (laughs) The the belt, the belt, just like the waist trainer is not going to shrink your waist. No, unless you, I mean, wear it very tight. It's just un- unnecessary at that point. Honestly, a lot of people need to stay, take a step back and focus on learning how to brace, focus on fixing their form, and focus on actually strengthening their muscles versus putting on a belt for no reason. All right, belts. Uh, now, with, with all this, if you want to go buy one, go buy one. Do you? We're just telling you that it's not necessary. <laughs> bands. <clears throat> We're talking about all facets of bands, but mainly, what are they called? The mini bands? Yeah. The one Instagram The one chicks. that Instagram chicks use. <laughs> Those bands. <clears throat> so before I let her go, let me let me talk about this real quick. <laughs> See, the way that your muscles work is they need to be loaded in order for you to progress. And if you put a band around your quads and you do a lunge, what is the point of that? There's literally no tension on the band either. So you're literally not doing anything. Anything. Literally (laughs) not doing anything. 
<laughs> Plus, that's not how you... It's... It blows my mind because in order to hit your quads on a lunge, you have to vertically load it in a sense. You're not putting something around your knees and that's magically going to target your quads. That's not how that works because, you know, anatomy and science. But science. <laughs> knee bands have its place. One thing could be like mentally, if your knees are caving in a squat, it could help you retrain that, but it's not a fix. So eventually you have to take those bands out and then squat without it. Baney bands can help with like foot arch strengthening or say you're in a rehab situation. We use that a lot in that in that area. However, if you're in the gym and you're trying to grow your glutes or well, specifically glutes because a lot of women use the mini bands. On the freaking hip thrust. Oh my freaking God. <laughs> There's no point because you're training two different movements in one and that means you're not going to grow your glutes whatsoever. You're trying to confuse your muscles at that point. So again, I know a lot of chicks with millions of followers use it, but it's not worth the money. <laughs> there are many different things you could do to grow your glutes than wearing mini bands. Plus you hit a cap in a sense of how much tension you can put on those bands. So then again, your muscles won't grow because you cannot progress. So no. And before we move on to the next, if you're the chick that walks around the gym with a band around her freaking oh, legs the whole entire time, yeah. stop it. No, don't. I mean, it should say it should be like a common sense thing in a sense like you're walking around with a band around your knees a band that should have tension for it to work so like why are you doing like that's literally the whole <laughs> point of the band is to have a stronger resistance curve throughout the whole entire movement mm-hmm. yeah not for it to be loose if you're just walking on nilly willy then you're using the band incorrectly yeah so second you- of all i didn't mean to cut you off no, second okay. of all just like the other three groups, stop trying to circumvent training to make it easier. If you want to get bigger glutes, you need to progressively overload, which means more resistance, mm-hmm. which means you need to train more intensely so you can get the hypertrophy out of the muscle. Stop trying to make it easier by, oh, I'm just going to add in a band. You don't just add in a band and then you take away the weight. Yeah. The band is there <laughs> to help you increase the weight over time. Or use bands and then do 50 reps. Like There's no point whatsoever. You're going to hit a cap and you're just at that point overtraining for no reason so wrist wraps <laughs> yeah wrist wraps wrist wraps that's a staple for men <laughs> for some reason they have been used in everything wrist wraps are to keep your wrist stacked in alignment to make the joint more stable for you to press it's not for you to do biceps <clears throat> not for you to do bicep curls tricep lateral. extensions lateral curls. lateral raises <laughs> lunges uh, freaking deadlifts it can be useful if you have pain in your wrist so say for example you have a bench day and your wrist is hurting then that's when a wrist wrap could help because it reduces that pain in a sense because you're just keeping that joint stacked however to use it for everything or to use it every day is honestly pointless because you need some mobility in that area. If not, your wrist will get weaker. So there's no point of you 
using something that your muscles are going to get weaker because you're providing too much assistance at that point. It's the same with a belt. It's the same with a waist trainer. Your core needs to do something. If you're just providing an extra support, it's going to stop doing that motion. And then that's how people get injured or rely on it mentally. There's literally a guy that I've seen, I've seen on Instagram and he literally goes everywhere with his rest reps, the grocery store, <laughs> to the beach, freaking to the mall. He always has his wrist Photo wraps shoot on. Photo shoots. It's like, all right, guys, take off your accessories when you leave the gym. And there's no reason to be wearing them around. Squashes. Oh, my God. Okay. So, again, accessory. If you don't know how to squat, don't wear a squash shoe. If you have some limitation in depth because, say, for example, your ankle mobility is trash, don't use squash shoes. First off, they're very expensive anyways. And you're not actually learning how to squat. You're just providing a a false motor path for your body. Yeah, pretty much. So, God forbid you forgot those squash shoes. And I've seen this way too many times. People just freak the hell out they don't even know how to squat so they stop squatting so not necessary whatsoever unless you're an elite olympic lifter maybe but at that point i don't think you <laughs> i mean it, it really it really depends on what you're trying to do in the gym if you're a newbie you shouldn't be wearing squat shoes because you need to train your body how to squat correctly with your own anatomy before you introduce a i'll guess a fake motor path to your body because once you like she said if you figure those squash shoes and you go to squat your body doesn't know how to do that movement on its own because the squash shoes have been fixing that that pattern for you mm-hmm. but now there's people in our gym that push upwards of 500 pounds on squat so i mean like i said it's all depending on what you're trying to do if you're going up that high and obviously you're not a squat by then then wear some squash shoes because now you're trying to squeeze out every single last bit of strength you can and if you're a power lifter and you're competing, then yeah, wear some squash shoes because you're trying to get an advantage over the competition and get the highest numbers and try to win. So you want to do everything you can. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're just starting off, even in powerlifting, there's no need for you to rush to get a powerlifting shoe because everyone's using it. Like you should always wait until you hit that like max and then you add something that can help you increase your strength, not start from the scratch. <laughs> with everything every accessory possible there's there's no need for that you basically want to you basically want to train your body and learn how to move your body through space and you want to make sure that you're training correctly without any accessories so you can help your body become stronger to avoid injury because if you just slap on some accessories like knee sleeves and then one day you take them off and you've never worked out with knee sleeves before Mm. your your knees are not going to like you too much yeah because they're so used to being stable and now they're going to be unstable. So you want to talk about knee sleeves? I mean, knee sleeves are next. <laughs> so, <clears throat> knee sleeves. Let's just do knee sleeves and knee wraps together. Because they are different. So knee sleeves are compression sleeves. And they do not assist you in being stronger. Mm-mm. They assist you in warming up the muscle <clears throat> and getting it ready to lift heavy weight. Yeah. So again, 
I mean, if you have like a specific nagging knee pain, then that could help. But it's not meant to be used constantly. So I would suggest if you have knee pain constantly, I would you would you should address why like the root cause versus slapping on a knee sleeves every single time you do any leg exercise because it's not really doing anything for you. At the same time, knee wraps, a lot of powerlifters use it mainly and some bodybuilders. Do you want to explain why? Yeah. So the knee wraps are pretty much the equivalent to wrist wraps. So they wrap the wrap their knees or elbows, whichever they want to use them for, in a, in a spiral direction to help stabilize whichever joint they're wrapping. That way you can get the maximum amount out of that joint because it's stable the whole entire movement. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a, a tiny spring co- component when you get down to the bottom of the squat that helps you get out of the hole. Which can help you increase weight. But again, that's like if you've hit that max yeah. <laughs> in squat and you can't, for some reason progress through programming strength or whatever then knee wraps could be useful but if you're new to the gym and you saw some bodybuilder putting three plates on a leg press and then wrapping his knee super tight and then that's how he did it <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, you're almost you're almost circumventing the freaking hypertrophic aspect at that point yeah pretty much like just like uh, blood flow restriction oh, in that yeah. sense. <laughs> I couldn't say that word. And then the last one. Is this the last one? Yeah. Oh no, you um, wrote it twice. <laughs> well, we know because like the wrist wraps. Like, wait. That. Well, oh. <laughs> then, yeah, that then, guy. And then the wrist wraps, like the knee wraps. I mean, elbow. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Right what? <laughs> elbow sleeves. All right. <laughs> So basically, oh no, wrist wraps, like the Versa grips. Oh! <laughs> I know I was stupid. It's a grip though. Yeah. Okay. So, one, because you can get the one and you rip. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wrist wraps for like deadlifting. For grip strength. For grip strength. <laughs> now, these ones I really don't have much of an issue with because I use the Versa grips. And it helps alleviate the stress on my forearms so my lats get adequate, uh, what's it called? Stimulus. Stimulus, there we go. Adequate stimulus. And I can actually perform the movement to failure or before failure in general, just filling my lats. So I use wrist wraps. But if you're a new person to the gym, I would not recommend using wrist wraps until you figure out, or what am I trying to say? Like your grip strength? Yeah, until you <laughs> until you get an adequate amount of grip strength so you can actually do weight without always having to constantly rely on wrist wraps. Yeah, I mean it's there are certain movements. Say for example, a coach programs like rack pulls for you and it, the limiting factor is your grip strength, then that's a good way for you to incorporate that so you can get the most out of that movement. However, there's a limit to how much you should be using because your grip is very important for any movement. It gives like the neuromuscular control and it gives like feedback to your muscles and to your brain that you're using certain muscles. 
So taking the grip out of it completely sometimes doesn't, it's, it does the opposite in a sense. So you should be smart <laughs> with using your, your grips. Like for example, for him, his forearms get tight, like extremely tight and it limits his movement because of it. So we've been able to mitigate that with him wearing Bursa grips on his row movements or pulling movements in mm-hmm. general. And don't get it twisted. My grip strength is not weak. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whatsoever. It's actually pretty impressive. But also, your your grip strength is an, an, another way that you can track your if you're starting to overtrain. Because your grip strength, if it starts to fatigue over time, that's a good indicator that you're not recovering. Yeah. So that's why you shouldn't be using it every day. Uh, just certain movements you can be utilizing it like an, a deadlift if you need some help and you don't want to do over under but or if you feel like you're too tired by the last set but depending on it again with any other accessory it's it's gonna it's like like a like sheeting in a sense <laughs> you're not getting the most out of your actual body doing things and it's not worth it <laughs> yeah so just to sum this up I use elbow sleeves and Versa grips from this whole entire list. Elbow sleeves I use during my warm up because my freaking elbows take a while to get warm up for bench press. And then I use, like we just talked about, the Versa grips to help increase the stimulus on my lats. But what I do before, like, so I'll say if I'm deadlifting, I'll deadlift without the Versa grips to make sure that I can do it and then make sure that grip strength is there. And then I'll introduce the Versa grips next time because I already know I can do it without them. That's just me though. Yeah. So yeah, that covers <laughs> <clears throat> the gym accessories. And the main takeaway from all of this is that these are accessories. So you should introduce them once you get to a, I guess, maxed out point in your training. Mm-hmm. And then you introduce an accessory to help further you, your training. Don't just run out and buy them and use them and never have done anything without them. Yeah. At the same time, if you have like certain nagging pains, then you can use them on those days when those pains are acting up. But don't depend on them either. Just use them wisely is what we are saying. Yeah. But out of this whole list, don't waste your money on waist trainers. Or, or sweet sweat trainers or or blood flow restriction or blood flow restriction yeah. all the all the other ones are actually beneficial in some point in your training yep so hopefully you guys enjoyed <clears throat> this episode and hopefully you learned something about yourself and that you are or aren't an actual person who's trying to take their training to the maximum level by not using accessories <laughs> and <laughs> and Uh, we'll see you yeah next episode (laughs) on the next episode